from the coast of Carolina, directly to you, wherever you are in the world, this is the Paul Leslie Hour. Welcome to the show, my friend. So, some of the interviews Paul has done have been a bit unusual. And this one's one of those things you really never knew existed. The fans of Jimmy Buffett are sometimes called parrot heads. No doubt some of you listening consider yourself to be one. However, after hearing there was an honors class at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, called Parrot Head Studies, Paul wrote the professors a letter asking about it, and the entire class called him on the phone. But he could hear them all in the background laughing. They invited him to visit. They asked Paul questions during the class, and afterwards he got to interview the professors, Dan Johnson, Ph.D., and Candy Ashton, Ph.D. He interviewed the professors about this unusual class. Well, what you're about to hear was broadcast on the radio. And Paul also wrote a short article about the experience, which was published in Jimmy Buffett's official print periodical, The Coconut Telegraph. That particular publication is no longer in existence. But just a real quick thing here before we play the tape. The Paul Leslie Hour has continued after all the years, and God willing, it will continue for years to come. But it does need your help. Just go to thepaulleslie.com slash support. It's easy from there. Thanks to everyone who contributes. Now, let's get this show going. It's time for you to peek into the classroom. Parrot Head Studies at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, with Professor Dan and Professor Candy. Here we come. When I found out about the Parrot Head Studies course at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, I had to send off a letter. And in response, I got a phone call from the whole class. Hi, Paul Leslie. This is Kathleen Casto. I am Mr. Professor Johnson's personal assistant. And we are calling in response to your letter. We'd be very happy to talk to you about our parrothead class. Goodbye, Paul! It's after class, and we're talking with Dan and Candy. They head up the parrothead class here at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. So I'd like to welcome you guys as guests on our program. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, Paul. Hello. Well, it was quite an interesting class. I kind of felt strange talking so long in front of the class, but... If you could tell the listeners at home, how was this the idea for this class? How did it start? Well, I think we, um, Dan and I have known each other for about, gosh, 10 years now mm-hmm. and uh, as colleagues, and we found out that we were each parrot heads, so we started going to Buffett concerts in Raleigh together um, with his wife and a whole bunch of other people. And um, so then we one day we thought, well, you know, 
try to do some research on parrot heads because we both study leisure behavior. That's what our we background. Were a, we were in a parking lot. In a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. when that idea came. And we thought, well, then we could write, you know, the ticket prices off of our income tax also. <laughs> and and um, so we had another colleague from University of Florida and another colleague from Texas A&M, and um, we presented this idea to them, and they came on board with us, so we started really uh, studying parrot heads. And then Dan came up with the idea one day to uh, actually teach a class on parrot head studies. Uh, there was uh, honors seminar classes that are at one hour uh, a semester, one hour a week, and you have to be an honors student to be able to take this class, and so that's just kind of how it evolved. Yeah, originally uh, saw the announcement and then kind of looked at other kind of classes, and there's some very odd classes. So uh, I went ahead and filled the form out and took it to the chairperson of our department who looked at it and went, you're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not kidding. Just sign it. <laughs> and he signs the things, and I faxed it over here, and they called us back about 10 minutes later, approved the class, and wanted us to teach it. That was four and years went, ago. Yeah, and it went that quick. And as you heard the students say, it fills up within the first couple hours of registration. I didn't realize it was going, well, I knew it was going quickly. I didn't know people were planning so much and fighting each other off to get in the class. But it, it probably fills up as quickly or quicker than any class on campus. Why do you think it is a popular class? Well, th there's a portion of it that you saw today that there really are a lot of uh, Buffett fans in college uh, is part in this, of it. in this college in this yeah. university because oh, yeah. we're you know ten minutes from the beach so that makes a big difference yeah. oh yeah but I think it's it's a part of that too that it's that you can tell your friends you're taking it <laughs> or your uh, you know your high school classmates that I'm taking a parrot hit class or your parents right <laughs> yeah and I suppose that's gone over various kinds of ways with parents. I think that's a lot of it. It's not, it sounds like fun, which it should be. Oh, yeah. And that's sort of the purpose of it. Because we, we not only look at Jimmy Buffett and, uh, and Parrot Heads, and that's mainly what we look at is the phenomena of people who like his music and like that beach lifestyle and follow him, but we also put some theory in there. Uh, we look at such things as, as a theory on serious leisure and how uh, people really develop an intense interest and buy all the paraphernalia, buy all the music, you know, go to the concerts, make this a yearly ritual maybe um, to do the concert with people they only see once a year or something. And um, so we look at it from that perspective. But then we really got into, after that, the whole idea of the period head clubs which we weren't, we knew there were parrot head clubs, but we didn't really understand that phenomena until we started studying parrot heads. And so we look at that as from the theory of social capital because um, people join in order to be with their friends and then they give back, as you know, to lots of different causes, Save the Manatee, Alzheimer's Association, just all kinds of causes. So. Well, I think, too, a lot of the classes, uh, and you'd be a good example of that, we get to talk to people and they get to ask them questions and they get to hear from people who have just incredible experiences in, in all different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've had uh, Billy Peoples uh, from the Parrot Web Ring and Andrew Talbert who's done a show with Radio Margaritaville. Uh, we've had people from a Margaritaville. We've been to a Margaritaville. We took a road trip this year uh, to visit that. I always laugh because I... Uh, they do all the travel now electronically. So when you look up your stuff, it says 
destination and wants to go to this kind of conference, and then it'll say Margaritaville lecture <laughs> under that. I was wondering what the accountants thought of that when they saw that. Margaritaville lecture. Yeah. I was curious about this. Um, is there required reading in this class at all? Yes. Yes, we give them articles about serious leisure, about leisure theory in general, um, because people don't know that people study leisure, and there are theories about it, and then the whole idea of serious leisure, and then we give them um, articles on social capital to read, and then there is one article um, written from a religion perspective called... um, Thin line thin between, line between Saturday, Saturday night, night Sunday and morning. Sunday morning. Uh, and, um, a book on religion. That's, and it's in a book on religion, and it's about the only article that we've seen in the academic literature that really um, talks about Jimmy Buffett and parrot heads and everything. So, oh. yes, there's some, you know, they have to do some serious reading. And you guys, uh, if I heard this correctly, you guys listen to Jimmy Buffett music in class sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have uh, students um, identify their favorite song, and then hopefully there's some story about that, why they've liked it or where they were when they first heard that or how that relates to some people they know. We do that every week. We didn't do it today because we didn't want to take any of your time with them. So, (laughs) But we do it every session. I have to say I'm a little envious (laughs) about this class just because I never got to take a parrot head class, (laughs) and I want to. There are only 80 people in the whole wide world who have ever taken a parrot head class. Well, it would be interesting if we ever taught it wide open. Mm. How many students, you know, in a lecture hall you could have. You know, you'd lose all what we have here of, of uh, really knowing people and the personal parts of that. But it would fill up any lecture hall on this campus. Yeah, without a doubt. And we assume we're the only one that, because we've never heard that anyone has taught a class before. And you've mentioned to me about like some of the guests you've you've had here, like um, one guy who was a guest on our program, Hugo Duarte. You said you were telling yeah. about that. Tell us about some of the other uh, interesting people you've had come here. That's well, Scott Nickerson is one of our, our favorite. Yeah, and um, Scott was the you know brains behind Parrothead Clubs, and so he lives locally, and Hugo lives locally. Andrew Talbert, um, who also was connected with. How is he connected? He does a he did a radio yeah. Margaritaville show, um, but had some other connections mm-hmm. also. He lives just a, in Green uh, Greensboro, which isn't too far from here. So we're lucky that we have a number of people locally who have had some connection with Buffett, his music, or um, in, uh, tribute bands or whatever. And so and Chris Bellamy too. Chris Bellamy, who, who mm-hmm. recently moved but lived in Wilmington for a long time, who played with him in the seventies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Hugo played with him back in that era also. And then Billy Peoples, I'm not sure. Billy is from um, Florida, and I'm not sure how we got a hold of Billy. I think we just we just call people. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, see you know, things. Websites and, and everything. And what the hell, them. we'll just call them and see what they think. And most people are, obviously, once they get over being stunned, are interested. You know, it's a part of their lives. You know, they like mm-hmm. to talk about it. We've had Parrot Head Club presidents come to class and talk yeah. about, you know, their experiences as a Parrot Head and how they got to be president and what that means. Because the, the whole idea of it is to understand the experience of Parrot Heads. What mm-hmm. is this like for them? What does this mean to them? You know, how has this become part of their lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, really different. Uh, some people think they're going to come study Jimmy Buffett. We don't study Jimmy Buffett. 
And rarely, that's why we don't read any of his work in right. his class, because it's really not so much about him. Hmm. Okay. His following. Yeah, and you, and you try and find people that have a, a, a broad and rich perspective of things. You try and find people who sort of have a historical viewpoint uh, to kind of look at the evolution of how things have come. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that, that have had some amazing experiences. Uh, and there, and the the interesting part to me is they're all really cool people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're nice people. Uh, they want to help. Uh, they're open to things. You know, I think that's some of the things that we've seen in parrotheads is you know they're just good people in lots of ways. You know mm-hmm. that you can you know go to a, a tailgate at a concert and you know you walk up and people will give you food and they will mm-hmm. give you drinks and they will talk to you and they will play around with you. <laughs> you know, not just drunk people. I mean, just in general. Uh, you know, you, you don't walk into most bars and interact with everybody, you know. Right. People sit at their little tables and don't talk to anybody else. And, uh, parrotheads are different. They're much more communal, uh, how they interact with people. And many of our students, when um, they think of parrotheads, uh, they'll say, oh, we just thought they were a bunch of old drunk people, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they come away from the class going, wow, they're not. You know, they're upstanding citizens. They give back to their community. They... You know, they're not the stereotypical kind of thing. I'm sure that when Jimmy Buffett found out there was a class called Parrothead Studies, now, you know, at one time he was a bar singer <laughs> playing in a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard about the time when he played for $10 and three beers. It must blow his mind to know that there is a class like this. Mm-hmm. That can't even seem real. Right. It would be just someone's kidding me about this. He did uh, uh, send us an email at one point saying that uh, if he had taken this class when he was in college, he would have flunked it also, <laughs> which was nice. So I'm guessing uh, Mr. Buffett will eventually want to come to this class. We would love him to come because we think he's had uh, the best look at all of this. He's been in the front row for all of this, this and for 40 years. Right. You know, I'd like to see his perspective on these people out there. You know, we, we've heard him in an interview say, get a life, but yet he also, you know, has to have some other broader view of this. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting to how he puts this in perspective. It would be a fascinating perspective, yeah. I have yeah. to say. You hear that, Mr. Buffett? You are welcome <laughs> to come to this class anytime. Just out of curiosity, how did you guys become Jimmy Buffett fans, each of you? I'm from Florida, so that's kind of a, a no-brainer. But um, I, I, but I was in my th- early 30s, I think, and a friend of mine had some music, and I just fell in love with it because it was beach music, and I was a beach girl. Um, I went to my first concert uh, in Charlotte at Carowinds, and I think I was like 34, 35, and took my... Uh, six-year-old son with me at the time, so he grew up as a parrot head also and has been to many concerts with us and everything. And then. I remember the first one I went to was either in 1979 or 1980 in Kansas City. Uh, he played and Bonnie Raitt opened for him during the slow years. You know, and we went out just like idiots and bought Hawaiian shirts and uh, tried to get into it. We didn't know what we were doing uh, from that. And it was easy to get tickets back then. Uh, and it just sort of sort of hooks you, and you end up buying more music. And uh, I'm actually a deadhead too. Oh yeah, it's an odd combination. 
uh, of that. But you just it's sort of grown. And, and what Candy was talking about when we used to go see him a lot when we were all up in Chapel Hill, it was it was a real event. You know, there were ten or fifteen people every time, and this was pre-cell phone and pre-internet and you would literally find some place that had a whole lot of telephones and you would redial and redial yeah. you know, to get on mm-hmm. tickets. And we figured out one time we, we hit 30,000 numbers between everyone to get tickets. And so this became a big event and it was, it was an important group activity for a bunch of people. And that's uh, a lot how how I really got into it. It was a sort of a ritual, and you looked forward every year to seeing how you were going to get tickets and what your strategies were going to be and whose place the party was going to be at, and uh, sort of a, it became sort of a family kind of thing. And Dan, of course, is not good as margaritas, so uh, oh, yeah? it's the best yeah. batches ever. They're brilliant. Right <laughs> on. Well, guys, because we don't serve those in class. We have to say that. <laughs> it's an alcohol-free class. <laughs> do you ever feel like getting to do this class? I mean, not many people will have an opportunity to do something this cool. Do you ever feel like you're kind of cheating life? I mean, you know? No, I think we're taking advantage of life. Yeah, we're that's a good attitude. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating it every day. <laughs> it is. You do get... You know, because Wilmington is not a huge town, and there was an article in the paper about us. And, and so people that you know, you know, even in businesses, know that you do this. And you know, <laughs> they're, they make a lot of funny comments oh, yeah? along the way. Um, but a portion of that is, you know, do you get paid to do that? And, <laughs> and, and for both Candy and I, you know, we teach this one-hour class, but we're then teaching nine hours of recreation therapy, which is our profession, which is about working right. with people with disabilities. Uh, so this is sort of a sideline. I think maybe if I was teaching nine hours of Buffett classes, I would be living the greatest life. <laughs> or cheating it. <laughs> yes, yes. My last question is that this program does go out all over the world, so this is your opportunity. What would you guys like to say to the world? Ooh. Oh, my goodness. You go first. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, write it to Dan Johnson. Um, that is a hard question to answer. One of the things we would like to do, uh, and I, I was telling you about this earlier, we do all these interviews in, at, in parking lots mostly and in class here. Yeah, um, parking lots and concerts. Yeah, and, and totally essentially crazy. the tapes are sitting around right now. That's why people can send us money so we can hire transcribers. <laughs> but we would really like to write an article, and our class is in this uh, library right now, a journal article, a scholarly article about parrot heads. And that's what we're using all that information for. Uh, So we don't want to write a book or a bestseller. Uh, We'd like to look at the academic part of that, which is understanding parrot heads' experience. And I think another part of that is that, like I said before, parrot heads just aren't people who go to these concerts and, you know, wear grass skirts and coconut bras and drink margaritas, but um, the Pyrrhid clubs play such an important role in their lives, many of them, and in society. We, we find that um, in our study of leisure that uh, social clubs like the Kiwanis and the Rotary Women's Clubs, they're declining in their um, membership. We get information every month about a new Pyrrhid club being started. 
And so we really think that because of the laid-back attitude, the, the family atmosphere, um, the, you know, come if you want, don't come if, if you don't want, the, you know, we don't go by Robert's rules of order. You know, we meet in a restaurant or a bar and we have fun and we do things that we want to do. Um, and they're doing an incredible job raising money for all kinds of important causes. So I think that's something that people can learn from about how our generation are, you know, but Dan and I are both baby boomers and maybe even younger generations, how they want to give back to society. And it might not be the same way that our parents did. Yeah, it's a, they're an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it needs to get out about what kind of people they are and the things that they do and, and not necessarily to, le- to legitimize it, but to mm-hmm. have people understand that there's mm-hmm. there's some stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Well, I do thank you guys for inviting me to this class. It was a pleasure, and thank you for taking the time to now, talk to me. Do you think from uh, coming to talk to a paired head class, you're cheating life? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> and you can write this off on your taxes. I can. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, with the prices of gas, I would say no. <laughs> I can help. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.